Hey Podcast World. I thought you were about to break out in song. <laughs> Did you? I Why? Did. Did that sound melodic? Hey Podcast World. Okay, please don't do that. Please don't do that. <laughs> Lee, you and I have our roles, and your one of your roles is not singing. I don't think any of our roles should be singing. <laughs> I don't. I would fully agree with that. You know what makes today special? What's that? I'm in Waco, Texas. I like it whenever you're in Waco, Texas. I, I think know. it's happened four times. We're, we're, so today is podcast Wednesday. It is Wednesday. And uh, we're sitting at the same, we're sitting in the same room looking at each other, which we don't always get to do, which is a lot of fun. It is. It's you, more fun this way. You want to know a story? Yeah, please. So we've done a lot of these podcasts, right? Mm-hmm. Dozens. Uh, so two nights ago, I actually sat down, we were sitting outside, me and my wife, and I started playing one of these podcasts because she's never listened to one of these. <laughs> I said, you ought to listen to one. She goes, I'm not a, I'm not a podcast person. I said, well, I'm on it. Uh, I don't, I don't really want to. Oh, okay. So I, I, I showed it to her. And the first thing she said is Rob actually has a voice for podcast. I said, well, that that's great. So what about me? <laughs> Rob sounds really good on a podcast. <laughs> so congratulations, Rob. You sound good. Well, I might have a voice for a podcast. Mm-hmm. But you have a face for a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Rob. I've been waiting to use that one. <laughs> I, I feel better now. No. Lee is a very handsome man. Well, you're kind. And I send that out to Mrs. Boyd. Especially. Well, she won't be listening. So. <laughs> and if she is, it'll only be to my voice. Only to your voice. There you go. For one minute. Oh, Lee's on. Turn there off. There you go. Well, everybody, I know this is all fascinating to you. But uh, let's let's uh, talk for a second about why we're here today. We have Andy Maverick, that's right, Andy Maverick Lou from Bees360 on with us today, an InsureTech company, a drone AI um, application, um, who we know and we've seen his product, and he's a great guy. Yeah, and we, we've seen it firsthand. Uh, he is really trying to make a name for himself. You know, he wants to come in and change the industry and be able to say, you know, I was a founder. I, I really changed the industry. Uh, so he's a very, very sharp guy, mm-hmm. uh, very educated mm-hmm. from some of the finest schools around. So he brings not just a desire, but mm-hmm. he actually brings the knowledge with the mathematical background right. and right. The, all of that. So Andy uh, is actually a Ph.D., he is. In applied mathematics. He's Dr. Andy Maverick Lou. And um, yeah. And uh, I didn't have that in my notes. He, yeah. Well, you know, that's why you have me here. Yeah. I, I knew it I, was for I, something. I, I carry your water for when you get thirsty. I, I appreciate that. You're <laughs> like my camel. <laughs> One hump or two. <laughs> we'll go two. Okay. Okay. So. Thank you for indulging us in the fun we've been having. And uh, without further ado, let's get to our interview with Andy Liu from Bees360. Hey, podcast listeners. We are here with our guest, Andy Maverick Liu from Bees360. How are you doing, Andy? Hey, Rob. I'm doing fantastic. Great, great. Where are you today? Uh, I'm in Houston, Texas. Is that where you live? Yes, Okay, and th- that's also the headquarters of B360? That is correct. Great. So, um, Andy, tell us real quickly, um, take a minute and tell us what B360 is. So, B360 is a high-tech company. 
So our mission is to create the uh, most advanced damage assessment technology to streamline the claims process. And so uh, we utilize the drones to collect images um, and also the mobile apps to collect images of elevations as well. And meanwhile, we process the claims with uh, AI and uh, we create the drone-enabled claims platform and want to increase efficiency for the adjusters and reduce the cost for the carriers. That is a very short summary about what we're doing right now. And so you use drones as the platform that it's built on top of? That's correct. Okay, cool. Tell us, how, how did you end up um, in this space of everything that you could do? Yeah, so I graduated from Rice University with a PhD of Applied Mathematics in 2013. And, uh, you know, then actually my expertise used to be in the uh, petroleum engineering, okay, doing the oil production and, uh, and uh, you know, in the, uh, oil, in the oil field in Houston, Texas. And however, in 2016, I joined a company and they're doing something like drone-enabled platform for the industry. And however, I noticed that there are really no platform doing the AI things for the damage assessment. Even with that company, we do not have that. And uh, I figured that out, you know, a lot of people right now that you're doing uh, measurements and uh, um, the claims management platform, but really, I think the next big stuff, big stuff is the AI empowered damage assessment because of the inconsistency of the adjusters um, and also the low efficiency of the uh, current workflow. I think if we can have a AI empowered damage assessment technology in this industry, this industry's efficiency and productivity can be dramatically improved. And that's why, you know, I funded the B360 and a focus sharply on the damage assessment technology development. And that's we and I with right now. So is, so is your solution really for roofing or is it just for property claims? Is it insurance based only? What, what markets are you looking at? Um, actually, that's for the property claims and uh, uh, only right now. We, are, we want to focus our technology just in one vertical. We do not want to separate to like, you know, let's say construction or mining. Uh, roofing companies, they, if, you know, they can still use our product, but our main and ultimate target is the carriers. So how is the accuracy right now? Have you all been able to to get pretty accurate using some of this AI? Yes, I think I can see that, you know, our AI's accuracy right now is anywhere around 90%. I mean, um, especially right now, we're doing some verification, uh, you know, with the industry leading engineering firms. I, I cannot tell you the name because we signed the NDA for now. Sure. Uh, but uh, we're doing this kind of uh, uh, testing with them. And hopefully, because this is going to be... Uh, a little bit like a couple of months. The reason is we, uh, the hailstorm happens is, you know, right now is a hail season, right? You know, we want to collect uh, as many data as possible across the country. Like for example, in Texas, it may be in Louisiana and maybe in, uh, in Illinois, in, in like Colorado, you know, that's data collection process takes time. And meanwhile, we want to collect like, you know, anywhere from 50 to 100 samples at least 
to to complete this study. So this process is going to be very interesting. I think it's going to be very powerful. So as somebody who um, isn't necessarily uh, deeply involved in the technical side, let let me just get a let me let me just understand this. A, dr a drone is flown over a roof. Yeah. Um, you, the pictures are taken mm -hmm. by the drone, mm -hmm. and then what happens? Okay, so that's a very good question. So first of all, let me elaborate a little bit more about uh, Rob what you said. Um, the drone will fly by itself using our platform. Okay, so we capture the images using the DJI drones, which flies autonomously using our app. We have our, that, that app already developed, and it is in the Google Play as well as in the Apple Store. It's free to download. Hey, Andy, on that one, who is who's actually in, in control of the drone? Is that the adjuster or is that your own drone operator? Uh, doesn't matter. You know, depending on your business model, you want our pilot to go there. We have a nationwide pilot network. We have a pilot send it over to anywhere, any place within 24 hours. If okay. you want your adjuster to control the drone, control the app, you can do that. Just have a very okay. brief training. We can do that. So Wonderful. yeah, and uh, when we fly the drone, the drones, you know, so Rob, you know, when we collect images, when the drone collects images, it's it's different from autonomous flight to another autonomous flight. What do I mean? In meaning that you know, you cannot ask a drone to fly on the rooftop just collect images all the way ninety degree down to the ground. Because imagine that, especially in Texas, you know better than me. You know, a lot of roofs there. They are very cut off. This very steep. If you just collect images ninety degrees down, you know it's, the image quality is bad. And how can you, even you have a very powerful AI? It's impossible for the AI to learn or to detect damages on that uh, mm -hmm. kind of images. So we right. figure out a way that our app can fly the drones, you know, perpendicular to the slope and capture the images, very high quality of images, like like just like a human being standing on the rooftop and collect the images. Okay. Sure. The angle is is good, and then once images are collected by the drone, our app will be sending the, those pictures to our cloud directly, so that the adjuster don't have to spend time transferring photos from SD card to computer and upload from the desktop to their whatever cloud. You know, the app can do that for the adjusters. So then, answer your question: When we receive the images, okay, so the machine will kick off. The machine will do two things. First of all, the machine will scan all the images, okay, and will detect all the hail, wind, and non-storm-related damages. At the same time, it starts building the 3D model of the house. Okay, so within one hour, we are able to provide a premium damage assessment and also a roof measurements report for the carriers or for the, our clients. And uh, within this premium damage assessment report, what, what are you going to have? You have three things. First of all, all the damages are detected uh, by the machine will be labeled, color labeled in different colors. Okay. Second, it will have the virtual 10 by 10 test squares on the four directional slopes. That is called chalkless inspection. Okay. Because that's very important for you guys to decide sure. whether this claim is going to be paid or not. Third, not least, you know, for example, you want to have uh, understand. Uh, you want to have an idea about where this close-up image on the rooftop. You know, uh, in the in general, you know, sometimes you, you take a close-up image. You want to figure out what exactly it, where exactly it is on the rooftop. 
we give you a projection, a very precise projection about where exactly this close-up image on the rooftop. So if the adjuster or any like, you know, ring inspectors want to verify the findings proposed by the machine by us, they can go directly to that location and account or, you know, uh, categorize the damages, you know, with the, with the damage assessment report on, you know, from us in his hands. That's the three main things we provide for that premium damage assessment report once we receive the images. And for the premium measurement reports, nothing you know new, honestly speaking, because you know EagleView and Germany and uh, other leading companies did do fantastic job about the measurements. What we do is basically duplicate what they're doing: measure the roof diagram, the uh, the lens diagram, the area diagram, and the pitch diagram. Um, that's what we, we can provide as well. That's really interesting. Yeah, you were talking about how the photos will actually tell you where the damage is and what type of damage. Mm -hmm. uh, will, the, will the report say this roof has hell damage and we found 15 hits? Or what does that actually look like? Okay, um, that depends on the criteria from the carriers. For example, uh, uh, let's say Carrier X. I don't want to mention anybody's name. Carrier X, they have a rule that, you know, uh, among the four directional slopes, if three of them got hell hits with, let's say, eight hell hits within the 10 by 10 test square, and then the entire roof is going to be, going to be replaced. So in the report, we're not going to show you all the damages on every images. That's going to be looking messy, okay? The machine will automatically identify area. This is the 10 by 10 test square, which has the most hell hits um, according to the assessment of the entire roof and put the 10 by 10 test square right there. And within the 10 by 10 test square, there's gonna be, let's say, um, nine hell hits, okay? And then there are some like wind damages or like, you know, mechanical damages, something like that. And then it's gonna write the letter front, it's gonna be F, right? And then let's say it's gonna have uh, nine hell hits, gonna have a, you know, F9, something like that. Just like what it just did uh, doing right now, you know, using the chart on the roof right so you were talking about a uh, a engineering firm is going out and looking at some of these uh have y'all have y'all been able to put boots on the ground and actually go out and verify if these hell damages are are being marked appropriately oh yeah oh yeah we uh we're working with uh very experienced uh, field adjusters and and do some uh, verification already by ourselves but as as i mentioned we want to have a third party an authority in this industry uh, work with us and uh, back us up. And uh, that's what we're doing right now with them. So you're out selling to, <clears throat> selling to carriers. What, at what kind of reception are you getting? I'm sure there's a lot of interest, but there's probably also some hesitation. Uh, what, what are the kinds of conversations that and the questions and the thoughts that you're getting from different carriers as you present your product to them? Honestly speaking, I think, you know, um, I would say 10 out of nine, they're extremely interested in this technology. Um, I think the industry is moving towards the, uh, the more tech-driven and, uh, uh, you know, kind of trend. And uh, this technology, I think they're, they're if, if you want want me to name two most advantages of this technology, uh, I can say, first of all, it's very consistent, it's consistency. 
Secondly, uh, for the carriers, it is very cost saving. So save them a lot of cost. Um, and uh, you know, they really want uh, to uh, streamline their entire process. They want to actually, honestly speaking, they want on-site settlement. And uh, you know, at least like one day cycle time. That actually what we can accomplish right now. That's where you know, we're aiming to. Even like before they just leaving the site, we can give them a pretty good idea about the damage level of the house. That's what we're doing right now. And you're right that uh, some of them, they, they may be showing some hesitance about, you know, hey, whether there are some like, you know, privacy invasion, whatever. However, you know, that's uh, when I talk to them, when we talk to them, we figured out, out, you know, it's not, uh, it's less and less concern about it. The reason is, you know, when you are doing, you, you in our app, our drone will fly within the boundary that uh, the adjuster set up on the field. So it would not fly over neighbor's house. Okay, so you know, really we do not uh, we do not uh, need to have any information from the neighbors. We just want the information sure. from the the property owner's uh, house. This is pretty good actually right now. On your website, you talk about high altitude inspections as <laughs> one of the services you offer. Yeah. What What is that? <laughs> That's already, we do not uh, promote it heavily. The reason is, you know, uh, we've, we're following the patterns and we just recently submitted. Um, that is the thing is like, you know, you know, uh, especially in the, the hail, after the hailstorm happened in some areas and, uh, and they, or some hurricane happened, you know, we want to quickly assess the damage level of the entire neighborhood. And we want to identify the damage severity and uh, to help accelerate the restoration process as soon as possible. And uh, the high fly drone will fly about, you know, 350 to 400 feet high, below 400 feet. Uh, that's the FAA rule, right? You know, within about that high, at that altitude, uh, using the hardware that we provide, and we are able to see about one inch diameter level of the hail damage on the rooftop. That's the technology we have from the hardware point of view. And we collect those images and then send it over on the back end off to our cloud. Our cloud will quickly assess damages. We can almost um, deliver the damage assessment report on site for, for example, uh, roofing contractors, right? I mean, um, uh, but without uh, having the permission of the homeowner to fly the house because that is fly so high. Okay, so if you fly the small house, fly the house one by one, like what we're doing for the claims, we need to have the permission of the homeowner um, to fly because that is flying within 100 feet high, and uh, it is uh, it is uh, the efficiency is okay because, for example, our our adjuster can fly like 10 houses easily today, easily every day. It's not a problem, but the, with the high fly drone, they can inspect about 250 uh, houses a day. But uh, you know, of course, the image quality is not that as high as the smaller drone, like you know, Phantom 4 Pro or Mavic 2 series. But uh, that's good enough to uh, to understand the damages and find the damaged houses. And those technology right now is widely used by some contractors, honestly speaking, in DFW and the Houston areas. I see. That's very interesting. I think the future of drones. Uh, is 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 only up right from here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with the with the uh, technology and the photos and the cameras, um, 
you know, turning a little bit of a corner, a lot of times we, we get technology and it's always, uh, the question is always, well, how do we estimate it? Uh, how do we get the, the diagrams and the estimates or, or the diagrams and the photos into the estimating platform, mm -hmm. such as uh, Xactimate or Symbility? Mm -hmm. uh, what, is your, what is your option there? Uh, okay, so we have, uh, I think we have an API directly with Symbility. We can import okay. the XML file into Symbility and have the editable diagram. And, uh, and, uh, and, uh, you know, we are, um, having the opportunity right now work with ability in a deeper level. Uh, I cannot disclose too much information, but, uh, um, I mean, we're talking about, uh, the deeper collaboration, um, right now and with Xactimate, um, uh, right now we're talking to them. Uh, but honestly speaking, uh, right now we are not able to import our loop diagram into X Xactimate to have the editable diagram. But I think, I believe one day is gonna happen as long as we pursue the route. And, uh, um, and uh, I think exact where it's gonna see, uh, you know, the power with us. And, um, and uh, but now what we can provide in terms of Xactimate is, you know, based on the open API, the open to everybody like macro, we can create a very sophisticated macro with a quantity embedded in that macro and import it into Xactimate to pop up the run items. That's, that is our current capacity we, uh, of integration with Xactimate. So Andy, uh, um, your, uh, your product and service is in a space that uh, you're not alone in. There, you have some competitors. So how do you, how do you differentiate yourself from some of the other companies that are offering drone uh, plus AI solutions? Um, I think, you know, uh, we uh, place ourselves very unique in this industry. I think the most uh, uniqueness, the biggest uniqueness for us is the AI damage assessment. It is, uh, it is uh, very mature, very fast, and that's why we provide a real-time inspection report on site without, that's not a based on the 3D model, but we give them a damage assessment report. It's a very, it's a real-time one on the field. And uh, secondly, um, we have a app, really can control the drone to fly very intelligently to collect images uh, for the AI to digest. And, uh, and the third, we have our own, we are working with uh, some of the nationwide uh, network, uh, drone pilot network, and we elaborate, leverage their resources so that we can dispatch any pilot anywhere if they want, and so with a very competitive price. Um, and uh, not only that, um, I think our entire workflow is very streamlined. So I actually, <laughs> I know who are out there, honestly, and I pretty much have a good idea about what they're doing, what their product looks like, and what's the feedback from the users. From what I see, I think the process itself tells the difference, which means the user experience. Because really, uh, Rob, you know, in order for AI to widely use for the industry, you have to have three main results. This is results-driven industry. The three main results is are first whether the efficiency got dramatically increased, right? If the if the product right. itself is cumbersome and sure. the, the efficiency of the adjusters, you know, is slower down, they would not survive. They would not use that product. Second. 
whether you can reduce the cost significantly. You know, that is very important. You know, if you do not save the cost, I mean, why am I switching to new uh, technology, right? There's no motivation for the carriers as far as I see. Right. Third, right. third but not least, money, money talks. Third, but not least, is user experience, right? Whether, you know, the entire workflow flows smoothly, right? There is like, you know, buggy or like, you know, the turnaround time, the cycle time makes sense. And, uh, you know, have a dramatic user experience. People will feel like cool, fantastic, right? I mean, that's really set us apart from, from the rest. And uh, according to our experience, working with the carriers, um, you know, talking to the adjusters and, uh, yeah, our product is not perfect. We cannot, uh, I'm not saying I'm, we're perfect, but, uh, we're the best right now in this domain. I'm very confident about that based on the three elements I just mentioned. Right. And, and we've met you, Lee and I've both met you a few times and, uh, we, and you're a great guy and we think highly of you. And one of the Thank things you. that is, is interesting to us about you is is your story and your background. Um, you're originally from China, correct? That's right. Yes. Okay. And so how did you uh, tell us quickly your story about how <laughs> you got from uh, uh, growing up in China to living in Houston and running a, a, a an AI driven drone drone technology company. So, uh, yeah, long story short, I can talk to uh, Rob and Lee. I love you guys. You guys are fantastic. All right. So uh, I can talk this story uh, 24, 24, seven nonstop, but I want to make it short. So, um, I think, you know, I want to become a person who has international, uh, broad, uh, view for this world. I don't want to just like grow up. I grew up in China. I have a very good ed education family background right there, but I do not want to be um, uh, just narrowed in Chinese culture. Okay, I want to be open. I want to be, um, you know, uh, learning uh, different cultures, talking to different persons, and, uh, you know, learn different things. Um, so that's why, you know, when I finished my undergraduate study, I applied to universities both in UK and USA. So at the end, I got uh, two options, two very good options. I have to make my own decision. First, first one is go to the Cambridge, the Cambridge University of Cambridge in UK, study mathematics, PhD right there. Uh, secondly, second choice, you go to Rice University, study uh, applied mathematics, uh, PhD right there. At the end of the day, I choose, uh, choose Rice. The reason is I have a better perception of value proposition for USA rather than UK. I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm sorry, their audience from UK. I have no intention of, uh, you know, <laughs> but that's my, uh, that's my, that's my preference. All right. Secondly, uh, I'm a, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm a Rocket fan. You know, Yao was playing the Rockets. I mean, I, I'm a, oh, there you go. Yeah, I'm there a, I'm go. a basketball player, right? I mean, not a, okay. you know, universal level, but in club level, I love playing basketball. So, uh, you know what, I just, well, I want to go to Toyota Center to watch Vial playing basketball. That's my dream. So I say, you know what, I just go to Houston. You know, it's a big city, a lot of sunshine, so I just go there. So then I go to Rice and study mathematics. And I'm very, I'm very, I'm, you know, I love math, math. I love math. So after I graduate, actually, I got some jobs from like Wall Street and also from oil companies. But I really want to do some mathematical research that's why i joined a oil consulting firm here in houston and then you know when i turned to 30 i got a uh, you know opportunity to to study an mba in a, 
probably the best MBA program in the United States. And meanwhile, I got an opportunity to work for another firm. You know, they have a, a branch doing this kind of drawing and things. Because my personal goal is to have a company go, going to IPO. Okay, I'll, I, that's, my, I, that's my dream. I want to do it. I think I can do it. So, I mean, uh, going to MBA program will equip me with this technology, with this knowledge regarding the business. But I think the best uh, field to polish myself is the practice in the real business world, not in the school. Okay, so I decide not go to that business school rather than, but go to this company. So then I just go there and study, learn this kind of domain. I realized the damage assessment extremely important for the industry because, um, you know, there are, there are so many adjusters out there, but their level was so much different. And, uh, and uh, you know, damage assessment, you know, it's, nobody can figure that out. So I would say, hey, why not we have our own AI company doing those things? specifically and laser focus so i just you know, you know quit that job and leave that company and then we just you know establish b360 then that is how it goes so so where, where does the name come from b's 360 <laughs> so you know the word drone drone has the it's a male b is a male b oh, so go. I mean, we wanna we wanna use we wanna all the drones of the industry using our platform, okay? And that's what's B's uh, there is S right there, okay? Why three sixty? Okay. Because you know when you're doing the inspection, you cannot do the inspections from one direction. I want to have a every inspection. I want every inspection uh, to be done with uh, with all the three sixty degrees, you know, without missing anything. So we have B three sixty. So which means you know, we fly and we thorough, and uh, that that's why we have the B three sixty right there. So uh, we we um, uh, as I said earlier, you know, we're in the claims business. You're in the claims business, and that's an exciting thing for us to have on a guest who understands claims yeah. and understands the problems of claims. And so I would think that most um, uh, carriers are looking at you in the claims department is that right or are they also looking at you for underwriting or mm. or how, how what, what your services are primarily focused on hay on hail or wind damage for the roof that's right so the primary department looking at us is the claims department and uh, the product team of the insurance companies and, uh, you know, uh, we're also doing some underwriting inspections for uh, the vendors. Um, they are actually, their customer are the carriers. Okay, so, uh, because, you know, this technology is very scalable and uh, the underwriting business is also uh, you know, looking to this domain to streamline the process. And I think another reason actually they are looking at us, honestly speaking, is because of the cost. Our cost structure is very, very economic for them. Not like other companies charge like hundreds or hundreds of dollars for just one underwriting inspection. Our is just two digits. If you give us volume for the underwriting, because for underwriting, honestly, uh, Rob, they do not need to build a 3D model. They do not need to have a sure. camera temper to test a square. Sure. They just want to have sure. the damage. So that's very easy sure. for us. Our AI is very scalable, and we just you know collect mm -hmm. the images. The main cost for us for that business is just to hire the, the pilots. Uh, but unfortunately, we are working with the largest, one of the largest pilot network, and we can leverage that resources 
especially the underwriting companies give us a lot of volume, then we can have a very good negotiation space and power with the pilots using our autopilot app. You know, that's that's why we drive drive the price down. And a lot of funny thing, I'm sorry, I, 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 you know, you can feel my excitement, right? I can talk all day, all day long. You know, just side note, the, um, the pilots, may, some of the pilots may think us very disruptive because we completely disrupted the pricing model of their original business model. They are asking for like hundreds of hundred dollars for the roof inspection. I say, hey, wait, no, it's not right. Two reasons. First, they're going to be from FAA's statistics, not from us. By 2020, the next year, they're going to be like you know, 1.3 millions of licensed drone pilots just in the United States. You are not unique, okay? Secondly, we have our app. What are you going to do? You just fly the drone autonomously. You do not need to navigate. You do not need to navigate the drone. You may don't need to click a button. The drone will fly by itself. And uh, what are you going to do? You just go there, collect images, and set up the boundary of the house and the height of the obstacles, and that's it. There is no reason for you to charge us that high. And on top of that, will give you the volume. So we dramatically drive the price down, and uh, mm -hmm. that's why the underwriting companies want us, and they give us more and more jobs right now. I get it. Yeah. You know, we, we don't get uh, somebody as, as smart as yourself with the actual, you know, mathematical training and the schooling. <laughs> so I was wondering if you could spend a little bit of time talking about AI and machine learning. We hear that a lot, mm -hmm. but we don't always understand. Is there a difference in those? And then what what is actually happening? What does AI mean? What 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 are we looking at? So basically, uh, AI and machine learning are different. Okay, so uh, honestly speaking, and you have to you have to you <laughs> have to explain this. You have to explain this so that I can understand it. Okay, okay Rob. So it, okay, it needs to be simple. Okay, so very simple. All right. So uh, from the scale, from scope point of view, um, what I learned tells me machine learning is a broader concept than artificial intelligence. Machine learning can have statistics, can have mathematics, okay? It's not, not necessarily is just like, you know, uh, the artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence is what? It's basically do, let the machine do that humans can do, okay? For example, if I wanted to teach the machine, this is an apple. Okay, I need to feed into the machine a lot of data. Okay, this is Apple, and this is Apple, this is Apple. Give them different kinds of Apple. Okay, the Fuji Apple or, you know, a pink lady or whatever. And then so green and red. And then later on, I'm not going, I'm, I'm giving him an after feeding process of the training process. I then give him an apple, give it an apple, you, you know, probably from Africa, right? Like you can tell that if we train it correctly using the right training set with the right algorithm, then he is going it's going to tell you that is the apple so from what i'm talking there are three key components to train the ai it's not machine learning is first of all you need to feed into a lot of data a lot of data data need to be a lot secondly you need to label the data okay the data need to be like labeled uh, correctly you cannot give feed him an apple and say teach him hey this is the orange that's not your orange okay it's the apple if you label the Garbage in, garbage out. Third, you need to have the right uh, deep learning, the, 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 the mathematical model to train the AI. Okay, it's just like the machine. So 
you know, just like you teach your kids, you know, this is the apple, it's the apple. You can think about uh, the kids as a very, very smart, very, very smart AI, something like that, to some extent, all right? But machine learning is not. What is machine learning? I can tell you, for example, I want to forecast the stocks of ExxonMobil for tomorrow, okay, based on the previous data. Okay, I have a lot of data, okay? Uh, I, I, I can find out the patterns and I can find out some like factors influence uh, the stock price, but I don't have to label the data. Data is the data, okay? So I just tell, the, you know, once I find out, oh, okay, let's assume like, you know, if Trump wants to <laughs> have a war with Iran, okay, so that news will, will trigger the price of oil and the oil price is going to, to be, uh, going to be rise, going to be raised. So that's kind of a correlation between different factors will come up with the consequence, come up with the results. That is kind of machine learning. But machine learning is a bigger route because it is a machine is learning. Artificial intelligence is based on the machine, but uh, the training process the, uh, is, is very specific. And uh, you know, it has the three elements and it cannot miss any one of them. Let me, let me ask you um, about AI, people, Real and not artificial, non-artificial <laughs> intelligence. Okay. People intelligence. All right. The, like uh, playing an instrument. The more you play it, typically, the better you get at it. Correct. The more adept you become. Right. Is AI the same? So the more hail hits that it looks at, the more roofs that it looks at, does it get more accurate? That's correct. Time? That is correct. That is, but that's that's this. But, but Rob, I mean, that's that is correct in general. That, but that is correct based on assumption. That assumption is your mathematical model. Remember, there are three elements, right? The the, the, data, the size of the data, the training of the data, the, the labeling of the data, and the mathematical model. You have to have a mathematical model. So even if you have thousands of millions of data, if your mathematical model is not correct, you still cannot have okay. a right prediction. Okay. So, but in general. You're right. The more it learns, the more variety, the much more variety of the data the AI sees, the more accurate the AI is going to be. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. So, are you having fun with this? Is this enjoyable? Being uh, having the company that you have working in the insurance industry, uh, are 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 you enjoying your ride? I enjoy every minute, every second of my life now. I think that's great. <laughs> this is uh, great. I'm. Uh, I know that I, honestly, Rob. I mean, I, I do this company not just to make money. Honestly speaking, I wanna. I really do want to do something very interesting and very unique and meaningful for the industry. At the end of the day, when I was turning like eighty, you know, uh, you know, uh, after fifty years, right? I mean, I'm saying, hey, you know what? You know, uh, EagleView is the is the pioneer for the measurements, and B360 is the, the pioneer and the. Uh, for the damage assessment, I'm going to be extremely happy about that. Cool. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. It's good to it's 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 good to uh, know where you want to go. Yeah. And um, I know I speak for Lee when I say that b both of us are super impressed with you, and enjoy being around you. We've had some good laughs with you. <laughs> um, and and but mo mostly we're really impressed with your drive and your intelligence and your ideas. And um, we encourage people in our audience who might be interested in your product or talking to you further, 
to get in touch with you, how would they, what would the best way for them to do that, Andy? Oh, uh, they can, they can call me. I can give you my cell phone number. You know, you can give it to anybody. 832-533-5241. How about your email? It's andy at bees360.com. Great. We really appreciate you being with us. We've we've been looking forward to this for a little while, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, I'm actually uh, I'm looking forward I'm, for this uh, broadcast for a while with you and Lee. I just I love you guys. You guys are fantastic. You know. Okay. <laughs> and 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 we like you and and uh, and your name Andy Maverick. <laughs> All right. Yes. <laughs> so um, on behalf of Tom Cruise, we're going to say goodbye. <laughs> but Thank uh, you. but. But we, but we thank you for your time and for being with us today. Okay, thank, thank you so much, Andy. Thank you so much, Lee. Thanks so much, Rob and Justin. I appreciate your time. Sure. Okay. Always a pleasure to talk to Andy. I like Andy. He's a very nice guy. We, we met Andy in person at PLRB. He came to a little function we had, and we had a great time with him, including when he introduced himself as Andy Maverick. Yeah, just out of the blue. Just out of the blue. My name's Andy Maverick. Right. Well, that's that's the first time I've heard that, Andy. Yeah, and so we gave him a hard time about that. But he's a wonderful, good-natured guy and obviously brilliant on and top passionate. of which. And passionate. A very serious man who uh, really believes in his product and his idea. And we've seen it. And, we have. Um, and it looks good. It does. It looks great. Uh, the measurements have been good. In fact, one of our adjusters has actually used the product. And I asked that adjuster, I said, have you been able to actually go out and, and look and make sure the measurements are right? And he said, yes, it is, it is on. Uh, so that's a very small sampling, of course, but uh, positive nonetheless. We uh, One of the, I think, most interesting things he talked about was with the carriers, working with carriers and being able to offer them three important things. Yeah, you know, he, he wants to make sure that his product is is uh, increasing efficiency, that the the user is able to get more done. Uh, he also wants to lower cost. He wants to make sure that his product is able to deliver a, a, a less expensive solution. Um, and then he always is wanting to improve the experience of the user, either the drone operator, who is the adjuster a lot of times, making their inspection easier, or even the claims professional who's reviewing the reports. A clean uh, measurements, clean diagrams, things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, he's in a he's in a kind of a crowded space, right? It is. I think when he started, it wasn't. Um, but I was sitting here jotting down a couple of the other names in the industry, and and it is a little bit crowded. There is there is a lot to look at. Uh, but he's a pretty nimble company, mm -hmm. and he's able to make a lot of changes fast. In fact, when one of our adjusters was flying. Uh, he had uh, he had a recommendation for something, a, a kind of a game changer. Mm -hmm. And within about 24 hours, Andy was able to get that changed and updated. Really made the product go from pretty good to very good. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So how do you feel about drones today? You know, I think drones have a niche. They have a need in certain cases. I think drones are most useful whenever we... Uh, believe there is damage. We can quickly uh, go out there and document the damage. We can quickly uh, get payments out to the insured. I think it's still a little bit difficult whenever we don't know if there's damage or we assume there's not damage. Uh, I don't know any industry 
or any insurance company right now who is fully not paying for a roof with a drone photo. Yeah, a a drone inspection. Um, But, you know, I I think it's a great tool. I think it's, uh, I've always said it's a great tool in the tool chest. Mm -hmm. And uh, as as we talked about, right, the AI is only going to get better. As long as we're putting the right data in, and we're using the right mathematical formulas and we're, and we're labeling them correctly, right? Clean data in uh, is going to give us a better result in the long run. Yeah. I think the future is wide open. I agree. Um, and that's, um, but of course, all these, all these aerial imagery companies have to fight through today. Uh, not that companies like Eagle View are fighting. I mean, they're, they're, you know, fairly dominant in this space. Um, but uh, there's, there's, there. I think that down the road, there's even greater promise. You know, I, I'm thinking about the the clean data in, clean data out that I just said. I think that we have to be really cautious that these uh, companies who are using AI to uh, show hell or wind damage are actually getting clean data in because they're going to have to label these photos as this is a hell hit. This is what it is. And just depending on where they're getting their data from, somebody says this is a hell hit. Uh, we need to make sure it stands up to the actual guidelines set forth, broken mats, things like that, uh, and that we're actually labeling hell hits that are hell hits and that are not just age or nail pops or, or things like that. Uh, so that's a that's a word out there to everybody who is labeling photos for AI. Uh, do the industry a favor and let's make sure that we're actually labeling right hell hits. Cool. That's kind of uh, fundamental. It's a fundamental thing, but right, if we start labeling hell hits that are not hell hits, we get dirty data as an industry. Okay. Well, we thank Andy for being with us uh, and wish him all the best. And uh, and just remind you all that it's Bees360 and Bees, B-E-E-S, 360.com is his website. And so until next time, We thank you for listening. We ask you to subscribe to our podcast, and we'll see you on the next episode of FNO Insurance. Bye, everybody.